Welcome back to tonight's intermission report. Merrimack visiting Boston University and again at Serena. Mike Macknick with John Leahy and joining us here, actually recording before the game, Bernie Corbett, the venerable voice of Boston University hockey. And uh, Bernie, first of all, uh, your take on the game the other night. Certainly an upset. Merrimack defeated a number one team for the first time in 19 years. And, uh, you know, we both remember the last time that happened as well. But uh, maybe, you know, almost seemed like it was in the cards. B would play well for so long. Uh, Merrimack coming off of a, uh, a couple of game losing streak, and it just seemed like uh, maybe the more determined team won. I think it speaks well of Hockey East and, and college hockey beyond just the level of parity. Uh, nobody can take a night off, and uh, I think the BU definitely had maybe not a night off, but an off night. Uh, I don't think that they uh, they had the requisite uh, work ethic uh, to be successful. I give Merrimack all the credit in the world. Stuck with their game plan. They had their opportunities to forecheck hard. They came after the Terriers, and they really did a great job through the neutral zone. Really dominated the game through the neutral zone. If you think about the uh, how effective it was to really negate uh, BU's uh, speed and skill, uh, really through a good point of the game. The Terriers did not have a lot of quality opportunities. And as I said to Mark Denny earlier, I said, your team showed some resiliency, even though it was early in the game. You gave up an early goal. BU's best minutes were probably the first 8 of 10. You stuck right with the game plan and really just, you know, brought the game, you know, drew the game in the, in the direction you wanted and, uh, and and came away with an impressive win. Uh, this Boston University team is so talented. First of all, I'm going to ask you, uh, compared to the team a couple years ago, I know there's no player of the caliber of Jack Eichel. They come along once in a generation, but overall, top to bottom, how does this year's team compare to that team talent-wise? Yeah, I think that in some ways it could be a deeper team. You know, you look at the lineup tonight and uh, with uh, Ryan Clunan going back up in the top two lines, when you can put that third line out there with Curry and Olsen and Roberto, uh, that, uh, as Terry Francona would say, that lengthens the lineup for you considerably, you know. And the decor is, uh, you know, when, when they're on, uh, this team's tough to beat. I mean, they they have a great blend back there defensively. Uh, if Summerby's giving a, uh, a physical presence on the D, uh, John McLeod, you won't be in the lineup tonight. But uh, when those guys give you a physical presence along with Hickey, uh, McAvoy's obviously can, can do everything physical and, and puck handle. But you get a good balance there of all the elements you need to be successful. Now, we got to see uh, the, the, the players obviously playing for the junior team and how well they did. But, uh, you know, seeing the comeback, you know, Clayton Keller's been on fire lately, uh, you know, Charlie McAvoy has just been one of the best defensemen in the country, let alone the league this season. Uh, you know, is there, what, if anything, has, has surprised you? I mean, you knew that this team, team had a lot of talent, but did, did anything has anything happened yet that maybe caught you, even you by surprise? Yeah, I, I think, uh, you know, as far as surprise, I mean, once again, when you get guys that have a resume such as uh, this group coming in, particularly the freshman class, I, I think that they are, uh, for the most part, living up to what we thought their capability was. You know, how, how high can the bar go is going to determine you know, what's going to happen now the next couple of months if this team can get in a position to win, win something big, yep. Hockey East, and get to the NCAA tournament or yep. the Frozen Four or whatever. But I think the really pleasant surprise and what can't be overlooked in terms of if this team is going to get a, go a long way this year is the contributions of a couple of guys like Patrick Curry and, and uh, Gabe Shabbat, who were two older freshmen that came in to supplement the, the great young talent that came in. And I think that they've been absolutely invaluable to BU. And if they can continue to play in a high level, along with the Robertos, the Olsons, and so forth, then you're going to have that, that, that mix that you need in order to be a successful team overall. As we know, it's great to have a, a lot of draft picks. It's great to have you know a lot of 18- and 19-year-old guys. But the nature of college hockey, if you don't have guys on the other end of the spectrum that can really, you know, bigger, stronger, older guys, you may not get where you want to go.
you've been around here long enough. You've known Jack Parker forever. Uh, David Quinn, uh, uh, the last few years, uh, you know, has picked up where Jack Parker left off and then some. But, uh, you know, getting to see these guys, I guess, day in and day out, how do you call, compare and contrast their styles maybe as coaches? And, you know, like I said, it, it seems like BU hasn't missed a beat, but at the same time, you're talking about two very different people. Yeah, two very different people, but uh, I think that in many ways, you know, Coach Quinn is uh, a disciple of Jack Parker, uh, very much uh, influenced by, uh, I think that Quinny has uh, maybe a little more of a laid back, you know, Jack's intensity really from, you know, whether he was 30-year-old Jack Parker or 60-year-old Jack Parker was pretty much never wavered much. Yeah. Quinny's a little bit more laid back approach, uh, maybe a little bit more hands-off approach in terms of his demeanor, which is which has worked really well. Yeah. Uh, that said, there are a lot of similarities in terms of you know, being defensively responsible mm-hmm. and, uh, you know, committing to play at a pace. And I know that the phrase with the two of them, you know, a couple of things. One is, you know, there's win and there's deserve to win on a given night. And because of the nature of hockey, is we both know, Mike, with the goaltender, there might be nights that you win that you don't deserve to win. There might be nights that you lose that you deserve to win. And that's an important concept. And the thing that kind of balances that out, that's a phrase that I think is common to both of them, is being hard to play against. And that's really the ultimate compliment for teams, I just think, overall, is when you come out of a game and say, man, that team was hard to play against. Similar to what Merrimack was the other night. Very hard to play against. Yeah, yeah. Interesting, you know, you say that too, especially because, you know, thinking back to what a great defenseman David Quinn was, you know, in his time and, uh, you know... Uh, Just ask him. He'll play normal. Yeah, well, no, but I mean... Uh, the last person to say that. I, I had to say that. That was, that was a hanging curveball. I'm sorry, yeah. Mike. Well, it's just the fact that the defense has been so good, and like you said, you look at that up and down, you know, the, the, the defensive pairings, and you got one player after another who's going to play in the NHL one day, and it's just... Uh, you know, uh, you know how much I guess the fact that he was such a good player, and you know he has such a mindset uh, that is defensive. You know, does that attract those players to come here? And is he able to even coach them and make them that much better? Yeah, I think that de- there's definitely uh, there's a consideration if you're a, an elite defenseman to know what David's resume is all about. The yeah. fact that he played the position, played it so well, yeah. and has has shepherded and mentored guys to the next level. You know, you look at him as the associate head coach. We won the national championship in 2009. Thought we had a pretty good decor. Well, now it's played out that all six of those guys played at least. <laughs> the game in the NHL and all made it that way and I think that you know once again Mike you know you've been around a long time me being around a long time I think the, t- the hardest thing in college hockey is to come up with six good reliable stable defensemen and uh, the Terriers certainly think they've six, seven deep, eight deep with what they have this year with guys they can trust and you hope that that's going to be able to once again you know carry a long way. What's Zach Parker doing these days? Uh, he's doing some skiing. Yeah. Uh, he's enjoying retirement. He still has a job here at the university uh, where he's related to athletics and development and uh, still makes some appearances and uh, does some uh, some trips around the country, uh, hockey-related, fundraising-related. So he's enjoying life. And uh, uh, someone that, uh, you know, Jack, when, he, when Jack enjoys something, he has a tendency to jump in with both feet. So I guess that's pun intended, the fact that he's now skiing, and he took up skiing at 68. Yeah, nice. All right, Bernie, uh, how good's his team, and how good? Th- how far could they go this year? Well, I think the sky is the limit. I mean, you know, you can probably say that the way college hockey is maybe 15 teams right now that could make the same claim. But uh, there's no question that the uh, the talent's there, and I think a big determination will be some of the, the, the older guys that I talked about, yeah. how much of a factor they're going to be. They need to be a factor. They need to have impact. And then the other thing is, you know, Oh, by the way, we're still talking about hockey. Uh, Jake Ottinger uh, has made every indication. He's been in such a zone recently. I mean, man, if he can maintain the way that he's played, like, really through this recent streak, then you can definitely see that this team could go a long way. He's really been controlling games. 
All right, Bernie, should be fun to watch him the rest of the way. Enjoy the bean pot, and good luck as well. Have a good call tonight. Talk to you again soon, hopefully. Absolutely, Mike, and we always enjoy our time at the Frozen Four. That's right. <laughs> All right, Rumi, you got it. <laughs> Absolutely. Thanks, Mike. Appreciate it. All right, Bernie Corbett, our guest here from BU Radio. We'll be back with more after this and recap the uh, during this intermission report. This is Warrior Hockey.